1: Hey, what is up Bills Mafia? Welcome into this episode of the Buffalo Nerd, your home for Buffalo Bills football with a charity on top. Brought to you by SB Nation on the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network and presented live by Picasso's Pizza on the Buffalo Rumblings videocast network. I'm your host, Colt Schroeder. If this is your first time listening in, thanks for stopping by. If you're already part of the Nerd Mafia, Welcome home. As you can see, I have a guest with me this week. I'm super stoked to hang out with fellow Bills Mafia. I got Adam Pfeiffer of the FTN Fantasy Network. He's a senior writer over there, does some podcasts, puts out a lot of good work. Uh, Adam's been on the show before. Super excited to chat with him. Adam, welcome in, sir. How are you?
0: I'm good. Thanks again for having me. Uh, Always fun to talk Bills, especially this time of year where uh, training camps have started. So, Yeah, it's definitely as we get into the month of August, it's definitely a very exciting time. So I'm happy to be here.
1: Yeah, man, I'm super stoked that we can carve out a little time. Everybody and their brother is amped up this week. You know, the hype's everywhere is already. We got four days in and we're ready to burn up the world. So I'm super excited to chat a little bit, get your opinion on some things, both live football and fantasy. But before we do that, we do like to uh, highlight a uh, charity every week on the show. Um, Adam gets to choose the charity as the guest. So uh, Adam actually chose the uh, Hunter Henry Foundation. Is that correct? Hayden Hurst Foundation. Hayden Hurst Foundation. <laughs> I got all mixed up, thinking tight ends on my mind right now. So we're going to highlight the Hayden Hurst Foundation. So uh, Adam, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about why you chose them?
0: Yeah. So, uh, I, last time I was on this podcast, I chose uh mental health of America. So mental health awareness is something very, very important to me. So I definitely want to stay in that realm and the Hayden Hurst foundation, uh, you know, it's, it's just, you know, anytime I see a professional athlete or anybody, but especially a professional athlete, uh, you know, kind of come out and talk about, you know, issues and and past experiences of mental health and, and try to really make it um, you know, more of a talking point, like that's something I always gravitate towards because it's very important to me. So I wanted to choose the Hayden Hurst Foundation, which, um, you know, it focuses on mental health. Hayden Hurst has uh, had, you know, experiences in the past that's helped him, um, get to where he is today. And he's had his issues and struggles and he's battled through it. And now he's trying to help millions of people out there who have had similar, you know, struggles of mental health and, there's a ton of events that he has scheduled and stuff and, and ways to support and donate uh, for mental health awareness. So for me, it was it was kind of a no brainer to choose uh, the Hayden Hurst Foundation.
1: Yeah, not the Hunter Henry one, even though he may have one. In fact, too, we'll look we'll look that up at some point and find out for sure. But uh, yeah, very cool organization. You know, mental health is obviously it's really come to the forefront, you know, in the NFL last year. This year, it's great to see, you know, a lot of players getting able to come out and kind of, you know, tell their truths, you know, about what's really taking place and how hard it is, you know, to actually, you know, succeed in the NFL, let alone with everything else that could possibly be going on. Right. So very cool organization. Uh, You guys saw everything. Everything's down in the notes. You guys can click over to them and, you know, find out more about the organization. So let's chat a little football because we've been, Kyler Murray's all over the place. You know, he, he signs his big contract. Then we find out that he doesn't like film. So they had to put this clause in there and this, that, and the other, he comes out today. So meanwhile, though, in Buffalo, we have a phenomenal quarterback that we already played. We already paid, right? We're not having to deal with any of this drama. So it's beautiful. But like, where are you on Josh Allen? Is he the best quarterback in the NFL? Is he the best quarterback in fantasy? Where where do you stand on him right now?
0: So he's definitely the best quarterback in fantasy. He's been the QB one each of the last two seasons. I think it's one A, one B with him and Mahomes. You can, if you think Mahomes is better, that's I, I totally get it. Um, but there's obviously some bias here. So um, I, I think I think you make the case. Josh is the most like talented player in the league right now. Like just. The what he does on a weekly basis, but for me, it's it's one B one A for Mahomes or uh, or Josh Allen. But in fantasy, it's without a question he's the best quarterback um, with the ability to do everything in terms of throwing, throwing down the field. Uh, We've seen him improve in terms of like the intermediate passing when teams go too high safeties against Buffalo, and then obviously you know when he has his number called inside the five yard line, pretty much unstoppable. So um, again, (laughs) like. Sometimes, I struggle with it because I, I don't want to be too biased, but I think at worst, he's the 1B uh, in terms of best quarterbacks in the league.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm in a similar situation. I think there's some guys up there, and I think you could go either way, right? If you wanted to take it like, well, let's talk wins, let's talk Super Bowls, let's talk that kind of stuff. Like, obviously, he doesn't have those things, right? But he's been on a kind of a different trajectory than Mahomes. Like, I feel they're kind of meeting at a point right now where Josh is up and Mahomes is trending maybe a little bit down. Um, but that's it all is kind of around the team. Right. You know, it's all about the team around them as well. And this will be the first year that Mahomes is going to have to play without one of his true studs that he's had. And he's been accustomed to. Meanwhile, Josh Allen is improving everybody around him. Right. So I, I think that he's definitely fantasy QB one. Um, you know, I, I I don't know if you're Scott Fishbowl, and, um, but I am in the Scott Fishbowl and yeah. I had the three pick and I was hoping that it was going to be Herbert and Herbert went two, And so I sat there and talked to myself. I'm going to have to take Patrick Mahomes right now. I do (laughs) not want to do this. Right. You know, like so disappointed. Uh, But I think I'm with you on that.
0: Well, I had to take, I had to take Brady and it's like, as Bill's fans, we love Brady now. He's, he's awesome. He's fun. Yeah. He's cool. And we don't have to play him. I mean, we'll, we'll play him this year. We played him last year too, but like, it's not. It's not as painful to draft Tom Brady in fantasy for Bills fans, so it's fun.
1: Yeah, right. I know. Speaking of like uh, the Kansas City thing, I know they their back end is missing heavily, right? They kind of revamped their back end. So I want to ask you, where are you at on the Jordan Poyer situation? Are you are you like going to think that the Bills are going to be a different team without him? Do you think we get it worked out? Is he long term a Bill? What what where are you at? I think they get it worked
0: out. I don't think they'll be the same without him because it's. It's just now starting to finally surface for a lot of people, but the Bills have the best safety duo in the NFL, and it's not even close. Um, so, like Poyer and Micah Hyde together, it just they just and they they've helped because the Bills haven't had a number two corner that's been fantastic opposite Trey White. Levi's been pretty good in terms of you know run sto- stopping when he's been here, but like. That's kind of helped with that, too. Like, hopefully Kyrie Lillam emerges as a rookie. We love, you know, Taron Johnson, the slot and well, Dane Jackson's been good. But like, that's also helped when you have Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer to help make up for that. So um, I do. Th- I don't know how, how like if he's a long term bill because they still have, you know, Tremaine Edmonds' contract is coming up. Dawson Knox is coming up Um I'm just glad that Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs are just are, are good to go. Like in at some point, those those contracts are going to look fantastic for Buffalo. The Josh Allen one already is. I mean, yep. by the time Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow get paid, Josh Allen might be like the seventh highest paid quarterback in the NFL.
1: Yeah, no, it's incredible. I, I was thinking about that when they first signed that Mahomes deal for 10 years. I was like, this is ridiculous. In In five years, he could be like the 12th highest paid quarterback, right? You know, like, so when Josh's deal was at five years, I'm like, that just shows Bean. I really appreciate everything that he does and the way that he approaches I'd be things. belated, by the way. Oh, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Uh, and yeah, so I mean, it's just uh, one of those things that like, to me, it's, Bean has always been good at these types of things. And so for for me, that's the solidifying fact of how we're going to be good long term, right, is making those decisions and seeing those things. So it's very cool. I'm on the same page with you, though. I think if Poyer leaves, it's going to hurt, but I'm, I'm not sure it's going to be a long term thing either. I thought, they would have,
0: I thought they were going to go safety at some point in the draft because there was a lot of like hybrid safety slash slot corners that they could have drafted. Um, but yeah, like it's not like Poyer and, and Mike Hyde are exactly young, which is kind of puts a little bit more pressure on the Bills to do what they should do this year and hopefully go win a Super Bowl. But um, the 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 presence of Poyer and Micah Hyde in the back end, like can't be overstated enough. They are so crucial to what the Bills do defensively.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're, they're phenomenal. Do you just listening to like Heights press conferences and stuff? He's just, you know, he's so calm, cool, collected. It's just play football, play football, do what you're supposed to do. You know, it's just, it's a beautiful thing to watch and listen to our guys talk like that. Now, after years and years of just being like, they're like, we don't know new coach, (laughs) new system, new coach, new system, you know, it's like not anymore. So super exciting. So I kind of mentioned a little bit at the beginning, it's hype right now, right? Everybody's stoked. All the camps are filing in people are everywhere. Josh is dropping down on day four it's you know everything's great the wide receiver room's looking good so far the backfield is looking good so far I want your opinion on this backfield what what do you think this is going to shake out uh who who's kind of your player if you're going to pick one of these guys that you're like for the fantasy world who you're going to live with but just kind of in terms of it who do you really like in this backfield so anybody that follows me on twitter knows I am probably I want to
0: say I'm one of the largest Devin Singletary fans out there. Just always have been. I think he's incredibly underrated. Just between the tackles and everything, he's definitely been underwhelming as a pass catcher in his career. But Devin Singletary, you look at a lot of the advanced metrics, like he's been top 15 in elusive rate, top 15 in, in broken tackles. Um, like he's he's good. Now, the reason why a lot of people sleep on him in fantasy is because Josh Allen scores a lot of rushing touchdowns. The Bills throw so much down the stretch last season. Singletary was scoring those touchdowns. And they were giving him goal line carries the last five or six weeks of the season. He clearly was solidified as the number one. As Zach Moss is a healthy scratch more often than not down the stretch. Um, now, the Bills clearly made a concerted effort to add a pass catch and running back. They almost had J.D. McKissick. and I read today that Chase Edmonds almost signed with Buffalo. Did you see that? Yeah, I did see that. Right. So like they were clearly trying to make an effort to add a, a, a more of a a pass catching running back. And I think a lot of that is because Buffalo was 32nd in the NFL in yards after the catch per completion last year. So they didn't do much after the catch. That's where James Cook's going to come in, especially when teams are playing a lot of too high looks against Buffalo, where Josh will just take the the check down to James Cook. He's also going to play out in the slot and out wide. Like they're very high on him in that regard. But like, I don't think he's going to get hundred carries and there's been some reports about Zach Moss getting some opportunities in camp so far, but like I've, Comfortably believe Singletary is getting most of the first and second down and the goal line work. And James Cook will be using the two-minute drill on third downs. And there might even be some snaps where they're out there together where James Cook is in the slot. Um, or where, like, James Cook starts in the backfield and they motion him out wide, and all of a sudden you have five wide against the team. So it's, it's more of a versatility thing with Buffalo. I think Devin Singletary still is, like, an incredibly underrated running back. Will he be back next year? I don't know. But for this year, like, I still think he's going to be... Once again, you know, the offensive line, Buffalo's offensive line last couple of years has been like right around league average. You know, they're going to have Spencer Brown, Ryan Bates in a larger role this season. They added Roger Saffold. So like, I think they will be like league average, like 12 to 15, but Singletary has been running behind a league average offensive line his career. And he's been very, very efficient. So in PPR leagues, like it makes sense to lean James Cook because he's going to, I would expect to catch more passes, but I still think Singletary is going to have a really underrated year. Once again, I am, uh, I'm the number one fan of Devin Singletary.
1: Yeah. I mean, and he falls way down boards for what, what is deemed to be a number one running back. Realistically, He goes outside right? the
0: top. He goes close to like RB 35. So
1: yeah. He, and and I agree with you the way he came down the stretch. If he can do that again, even something close to that, he he should be here probably long-term and he'll probably get to stay here a little long-term or at least get another deal because they've, they've shown that the, they're okay with the backfield being a little bit of a mess. You know, like they're not it doesn't have to be perfect yeah. for the way that it functions right now. Right. Uh, and I do agree. I, I saw the same stuff. Ken Dorsey was just, you know, chatting up a lot about the yards after catch. You know, it's a big press. They've been pushing it a lot, even if it's just falling forward for a yard. Right. That's yards after the catch. Right. So that they're stressing even that stuff. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, I think that. I think Cook might not see the field as much as a lot of people are hoping he's gonna see the field, just because we tend to like to have veteran players out there. But if we need him and I agree, he's gonna be the two-minute guy that kind of and we stuff. haven't
0: we haven't seen him in like pass pro and, and camp right. yet, right? Which yep. is obviously gonna be massive. Um so that's what I'm definitely looking for. But I, I love the move for um I love the move for the Bills because like again. When teams are playing, the defense are playing against Buffalo, like you need players like Cole Beasley didn't do anything after the catch. As great as Stefan Diggs is, he's not exactly elite after the catch. He's right. elite, but that, that's not his skill set. And Gabe Davis, we've seen him as a kind of a down the field uh, option so far in his career. He's obviously going to play a larger role. Um, and that's why I think Isaiah McKenzie also, you yeah. know, crowd has been not practicing. But I think that's why right. McKenzie's right now, like. Even if, if even if Crowder was healthy, I think McKenzie would still be getting the first crack at the slot receiver job just because more stuff after the catch.
1: Yeah, I'm, that's I'm glad we're kind of heading in that direction because the wide receiver room to me, I've been seeing a lot of a lot of different stuff that, you know, with McKenzie kind of shooting and rocketing up the, you know, the way that he is. But I think he was going to do that already. I, I anticipated he was going to do that already. I think he's a high quality player. You know, they got him at a good amount of money. They just have never fully needed him to be a specific role, right? You know, and I think that's kind of what's kept him to where he is right now. I'm a Crowder fan. I do think that he's going to have a good season for us. I've seen some chatter that this might not have him land on this roster. Uh, I don't think that's a possibility at all. He was brought in here for a reason, and he's going to stick to this roster no matter what. And I think this is the first year that we're going to see pretty probably a heavy kind of senior roster because I'm I'm leaning Tavon Austin right now too to make this roster. I, I just think there's something about bringing in those veteran players that still are looking for something and pairing them up with a guy like Josh Allen, that you're going to get the best that they're going to potentially have ever for you for at least a year. So what are you, are you on board with anybody else in the, in this wide receiver room? I mean, I think I'm Gabe Davis is going to, he's going to play well this season. Uh, I don't think it's going to be maybe like as huge as everybody wants it to be, but he's going to be a vital role. Diggs is going to digs, but then there's the mix. Where are you on the mix?
0: Yeah. So first of all, real quick, Gabe Davis is like literally the most polarizing player in fantasy and it's crazy. Um, I'm all in on Gabriel Davis. Like all he's done is produce when he's gotten opportunities. So uh, he's going to play career high in snaps. He was talking about in his press conference the other day. He's like he's been preparing. It's why he's been working so hard all offseason. He said he didn't take any vacations like he's because he's preparing to play the most he's ever played. Um, and then, yeah, so the, the top two solidified. Um I've always liked McKenzie. We saw the 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 game he played against New England last season where he just man coverage, like crossing routes, like they just couldn't guard him. Um, and then Crowder, like Crowder came in to play the Beasley role. And like, he's, in my opinion, if Crowder's healthy, he's going to, he, he can match what Cole Beasley did for us. Like, I think they're, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think Cole Beasley's, you know, exact, you know, I don't think the gap in terms of skill between the two is massive if if there is a gap at all. So, um We just got to keep seeing who like I think they're going to use like like all three of them, though, like Mm -hmm. because you want to give defenses so many different looks. um, But we're also probably going to see more tight end sets this season with O.J. Howard there. So um, it's going to be fun to watch. And I think even though Brian Dayball is not there anymore, I think the offense will stay relatively the same because Ken Dorsey's in house. So it's not like they hired somebody from another team. Um, But yeah, like I'm. I don't know if they're going to be weekly for fantasy that you're going to trust, but like for the bills, like it's going to be really nice compliments to what, you know, Stefan Diggs and Gabriel Davis will do.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's funny the the bills to me, like they did this last year too. They fall into one of those teams that, cause you typically in fantasy, right? You're, you're trying to find high powered offenses, right? That's where you want to live your life. Cause they're scoring, but the bills are kind of like one of those high powered offenses that you just never necessarily know where it's going to go. So unless you have like Josh Allen, it could kind of be a flip of a coin. I mean, you know, Diggs could have an off day. He could, I mean, you know, Gabe Davis could put up five touchdowns. So it, it's very interesting to see. Uh, I I have been on board all offseason that Crowder could put up 100 catches in that role. Uh, you know, if he's on the field enough I, and he can stay healthy enough, obviously. Right. Um, but I think the rookies this season, uh, even though they could be there, aren't going to necessarily have the impact this year that, you know, like I think the Shakira of the world is going to kind of live the Gabe Davis life. Like he did year one, you know, and he's going to be more of a year two kind of guy probably unless, you know, guys start dropping.
0: Yeah. And like, he's been impressing so far in camp, but like, I feel like most players are at this point, it's very early, but, um, but yeah, like I think, I think if you're like doing drafts now, like you have to be moving Isaiah McKenzie up just because, like, like you said, like they brought him back, they extended him, and he's making right around the same amount of money, I believe, as Jameson Crowder. So, like, 27 years old, he knows the system. He's, you know, he's been in the offense. He's obviously been more on special teams, uh, but like, they also, and maybe it changed with Brian Dayball gone, I don't know, but they've used him a lot in, in pre-snap motion and jet sweeps and, and those quick touch passes where he gets nine yards and it looks like he's gonna get three yards and all of a sudden it's a first down. So um I think Davis is in for an obvious career season. Stefan Diggs is gonna contend for the league lead in receptions probably and all those targets and numbers and um you know everybody else will play a role. And like James Cook's probably going to play a lot of receiver. Right. He's going to play out wide a little bit. He's going to play in the slot. So, um, yeah, the Brandon being the Bills have clearly made an effort to get more after the catch, which is what we've seen from a lot of the signings and moves they made.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it just feels like this is a you have to four or five of these guys should be on the field at wide out every time. Right. It, like it, you, you yeah. have a hard time not being like, yeah, why wouldn't you do that?
0: And they I'd go like, three wide as much as any team in the league. So, like, I think they were, like, 71% of the time last season. Again, Brian Dayball's gone, but, like, I still think they're going to go three wide a lot, four wide, a decent amount. Um, And that means, you know, Davis is already going to be on the field with Stefan Diggs. But then you're going to see, you know, Crowder and, and you know, maybe James Cook or Crowder and Isaiah McKenzie. So And I saw reports um from Bill's camp that, like, Crowder, when he's been on the field, like, a lot of the slot receivers are playing even out wide on the outside. So, like— yeah. It's going to be fun to watch where all these players are are lining up because, like, there's not going to be one specific spot where it's like, okay, he has to play here.
1: Yeah. To me, I don't, I agree with you on this, that I don't think we're going to change the offense much. Right. I think, cause at this point it's like, people know what we're going to do. Right. It's just a matter of, can you stop us or not? Because right mm. now you're proving you can't. So why would we change what we're doing? But I do think this would be a nice wrinkle if they could start shuffling guys around and then it, we can still run the same stuff. Right. But it's different people running it against different people and getting different looks. And I, I think that's the kind of wrinkles that we'll see this season. We'll see some wrinkles probably in the, uh, the way that we run the ball. Um, But it's not going to be like a crazy overhaul by any means, you know, I don't think, especially with Dorsey being there. So let me roll into this next little set of guys, because there's going to be this point in the offseason where Tremaine Edmonds is going to have to be paid. And then Dawson Knox is potentially going to have to be paid. Where do you where are you with Dawson Knox? Is he is he like somebody you're like, I don't want to let him leave Buffalo? If I'm giving you money, would you pay him over Tremaine? Would you pay Tremaine and let Knox walk? I mean, we're, I, I'm kind of on board with the whole thought process of what if this is like a Brady Gronk type thing, a, a Kelsey Mahomes type of thing, right? Where like this is long term, you know, where are you?
0: Well, my thing with Dawson Knox is I was I was already really intrigued when Buffalo drafted him. Um, that was the Singletary year, correct? They drafted mm-hmm. Singletary mm-hmm. and Knox. I was already intrigued uh, by him as a player. And then we obviously saw him break out m- mainly in the touchdown department last season. I remember like his first two years, it was like Knox would make a ridiculous one handed catch and then he'd drop an easy pass. It was really strange. And then he became more consistent last season and, and scored the touchdowns for me. Like, and I talk about this in some of my fantasy analysis and it's not anything to do with numbers. Josh Allen and Dawson Knox are extremely close. Like they are really tight. And when Josh Allen's the face of your franchise, like, I don't know if I want to, I don't know if I want to, you know, mess with that. And especially because like, I think Dawson Knox is a good tight end. Is he great? Not yet. I think he's, I think he could be on the, the precipice of being, you know, a great tight end. He's on the Kelsey Mark Andrews tier. I don't think he'll get there, but like the, first of all, when he gets the ball in his hands, like remember the Bengals game a couple years ago, he just, he's stiff arms people. He's tough to bring down and we've seen mm-hmm. him better in the red zone. So i I'm, I'm, I would be happy if they could keep Dawson Knox. I think he, there was a report he, he was in an interview saying he wants to stay here, which I, yeah. don't, I don't blame him. And then Tremaine Edmonds, I feel like Tremaine Edmonds gets a lot of flack, and it's like he captains the defense, but like is he the best linebacker in the team? No, I think Matt Milano, when healthy, is, is the best linebacker on the team. But Tremaine Edmonds, again, like the athleticism he has, he still captains the defense. I th- is he you know does he have some holes in terms of his coverage ability? Sure, but like. You can pair him with Matt Milano, who's incredible and covered and still be fine. So mm-hmm. I'm not for Tremaine Edmonds, like if they didn't bring him back, I wouldn't be like, Oh, what are we doing? This is this is terrible. But like I would also like him back too. It's just it's hard when you get attached to all these players, too. It's right. like I, I I love all the players on this roster. So of course I want to see everybody stay.
1: Right. It's like keep all the good guys. <laughs> yeah, I keep mean, all the good guys. Keep right? all the
0: good players because we've been I I don't care. I've said this to all my friends. I'm in the I'm in the PA area. So like I'm the only Bills fan, but like I told them, everybody, if that 13 seconds didn't happen, like Buffalo wins the Super Bowl. I I don't care what anybody says. They were not losing the Super Bowl.
1: (laughs) I think everybody was on board with that. Where are you at on this, Daniel? Richard, thanks, guys, for stopping in again. Uh, Where are you at on this comment here?
0: Yeah, like I'm super interested in O.J. Howard because he's an incredible prospect coming out of Alabama. It's just he's played with Cameron Bray for a little bit and then obviously played with Bray and Gronk. Um, I think we're going to definitely see more two tight end sets. I think it'll be, again, O.J. Howard really good after the catch, too. And I think production-wise, it's not going to be consistent. But, like, in the red zone, I mean, inside the 10-yard line, you have Josh on quarterback draws. You have Stefan Diggs with his route running. Gabe Davis has been leg- legitimately an elite touchdown scorer when he's been on the field. And then now you have Knox and O.J. Howard. Like, they're going to be able to do so many different things in the red zone where, like, O.J. Howard could have, like, a weird season where he catches, like, 25 passes but six go for touchdowns, you know?
1: Yeah. That's kind of what I think is going to happen. Right. It's like one of those things that you like, and if Knox goes down, who knows, right. It could change dramatically. Uh, I don't think that he would necessarily fill the Knox role per se. I, th- I think, I think he probably feel would like go feel 70% another way. of
0: it, 75% yeah. of
1: it. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I think we would probably roll out a wide receiver a little more often than we yeah. probably would, you know, try to make him play that role. But yeah, I'm, I'm in agreement with you on the Knox thing. I, I do not underestimate how much those two guys hang out. Right. Like even when, uh, Kyrie Elam was announced at the Sabres game, who was next to Josh Allen when they came walking in, right. It's Dawson. It's everywhere. As you see him, it's Dawson Knox. He's with him like all the time. Right. I think that's, I think that speaks pretty highly. Uh, and in the Edmonds deal, I'm in the same boat. I think he could be a, a phenomenal player, right? And he's super young and he fills a great role for us. He plays well for us. He tackles. And what if he he hasn't
0: reached the ceiling yet? That's entirely possible. He's still incredibly young.
1: That's why I think that Jordan Poyer might get sacrificed out of all of this after this season, because they will try to keep Edmonds and they'll try to keep Knox both the younger players and try to fill that role at safety in another way, right? I, I think that's ultimately what the goal is going to be. Um, I, I, I think that's why we haven't done this deal with Jordan already. Is it's just where they they know that we're going to end up having to do something like that to make it happen. If that um, but,
0: does happen, I pray they win the Super Bowl this year because Jordan Poyer absolutely deserves it.
1: Yeah. I mean, that would be all. And I think I agree with that hundred percent. He deserves to, and I'm glad he's there and I'm glad he's there, you know, everything's good and everybody's chatting. There hasn't been any negative vibes about it. There's no, no, we're not talking. They're not talking. There's none of that stuff. Right. So it's a, it's nice to see. I think he realizes how important it is as well. Right. So where are you at on this? The real quick, uh, the bills kind of, uh, on the season total, where do you think they're going to finish out?
0: So, because like I'm so like I I don't know how you feel I despise the fact that the Bills are like the favorites for Super Bowl this year and that Josh is super uh, favorite for MVP just because like I'm not used to these high expectations um, their schedule has a combination of rough patches and I don't want to say easy patches but softer patches right they have a stretch where they play like New England Miami like I, I'm I have zero concerns about New England or the entire division mm-hmm. really um, but they have some tough games like they play the AFC North this season. Um, I I think they win 12 games, but like if they won 15, 14, I wouldn't be shocked at all. Like top to bottom, they probably have the best roster in the NFL. Maybe, maybe the chargers make the argument, have a better roster, Mm. but from what the bills did, like, and I don't, we haven't even talked about Von Miller, but like, I sometimes wake up and remember Von Miller's on the team. Like when Von Miller was drafted that year, Buffalo picked fifth, right. And Denver picked fourth. And I, I, to this day, I have not wanted a player on a team that I'm a fan of more than I wanted Von Miller on the bills that year. And my best friend is a Broncos fan. They take him right before Buffalo. And I was just distraught. So is he, is he, you know, 25 year old Von Miller? No, but he is, he's so good. And what he's going to do for Gregory Rousseau and Ed mm-hmm. Oliver and all these pass rushers is going to be just unbelievable. So I think we haven't had a t- double digit sack player in like, Years a long time, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think Von Miller is going to be massive. So I think the Bills win 12 to 14 games. And, um, you know, I, again, with the AFC West being so loaded, hopefully some of those teams just kind of knock each other out because that's the only good thing about the Bills in the AFC. Like, at least they're not in the AFC West or North,
1: right? I'm not going to be stunned if the number one seed goes to a four loss team in the AFC, right? Okay? That's that's not going to shock me by any means, you know, with the way that things are stacked up there at the top. And on your Von Miller piece, I don't know if you, uh, if you saw what Deion Dawkins was saying about him, uh, but Dawkins was basically like Jerry Hughes is like, he's he's a great player, right? And he he's like Vaughn's like four of Jerry. I know. And right? I, I, I was hoping, <laughs> I was
0: hoping they'd bring back Jerry so badly.
1: I know. It's, it's I love tough. Jerry too, you know. But it's like when you think of it like that, right? When your left tackle who just came off a phenomenal season yeah. is like, nah. Nah, like this dude's different, That yeah, it's exciting. You know, it's super exciting. And that to me just opens things like this offense could be on the field so much this year. Right. Just like so we might run more. It might be better to have the running backs because we might be closing out and just trying to waste so much time. And
0: with Vaughn, like between Vaughn, Ed Oliver and Gregory Russo, like he fell in the draft last year because his combine was terrible. We got him at like 30th Gregory Russo clearly outplayed that draft spot last year he was really good so he's gonna get better playing with Vaughn and if our pass rush is better it's gonna be great for the secondary especially if Trey White doesn't open the season healthy like that's gonna help so much if Trey White's out um yeah so like Vaughn Miller like it was a little I was shocked when the Bills signed him because like I didn't even know we were in consideration like and sure enough uh he's now on the Bills and I couldn't be happier so I'll go 12 to 14 wins
1: I love it. I'm in the same boat. Uh, I think we're both shooting at Super Bowl kind of. I don't want to say or bust, but you know that is kind of the expectation. We should win a Super Bowl, uh, but we're about ready to wrap it up over here for this week. So, Adam, you got anything you want to shout out before you get out of here? Uh, no, just appreciate the time.
0: Always fun talking Bills. Um... And I co-host over at Ftn Fantasy. It's called the Ftn Datacast. It's a fantasy football podcast, record multiple times a week. Actually, going to be recording a little bit later today. Um, and you know, you can follow me on Twitter at a five for twenty four, and check out Ftn Fantasy for a bunch of uh, fantasy football, fantasy, fantasy sports in general uh, content. Excited for the season
1: yeah they covered a little bit of everything over there thanks for coming on and spending some time with me adam uh, make sure you guys do head over to the hayden Hurst foundation and check them out not hunter henry uh even though he may have one i'm not talking down about his if he does uh, yes sorry uh, i do want to shout out my uh, friends over at leatherhead sports uh, they do really cool you can get like custom old school kind of like leather footballs built and stuff if you're like a thanksgiving turkey day kind of family or whatever you can get like your family crest put on there they make these cool custom balls and stuff uh, you can check them out in the link down below everybody that's been watching and listening listening in i appreciate you guys daniel richard you guys showing up all the time appreciate you guys showing up for the show Uh, and also want to shout out picasso's pizza again you know the show was uh, presented live by them this week and of course go bills
0: make sure you leave a review and subscribe so you never miss another episode we'll see you next time